Welcome to Element, the student ministry of Third City Christian Church. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students. In 2017, there was an old man that got a letter from a city in North Carolina. It said, hey, we're condemning, we're blighting the home that you used to live in. It was I don't know if he was living in a nursing home at the time or at a different house, but he got a letter. They said, hey, we're going to tear down uh, your house and your garage this is your notice because you've let your property become run down. It's, it's overgrown. It's not taken care of anymore. And uh, this old guy had a friend, and he, he got a hold of this friend. And he said, hey, I got this letter. They're going to tear down my house and my garage. I need you to know I've got some cars in this garage um, that, that I need moved. I need them to be taken care of. You guys can kind of imagine, like, kind of a hassle, right? Like, oh, man, I got the... Got all these old cars. How am I going to move cars? I don't have a tow truck. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. So you can imagine this guy take, going, okay, here's the address. Uh, I've got some old cars I need moved. Uh, the guy goes to the house. He, he uh, pulls into the neighborhood. It's like a really nice neighborhood, but, like, you ever been in one of those neighborhoods where, like, you could tell one of the houses has been there way longer than all the rest, and it's like the one that, like, maybe has vines growing up the sides and, like, all the trees are huge and all this. And, like, it, it was that house of the neighborhood. So there was, like lawyers and doctors that live in this neighborhood and all these huge houses. And then there's just like this dumpy little estate. And uh, you could see him walking up to the garage, puts his key in, unlocks the garage, you know, lifts it up, and, uh, and crickets just everywhere. Like, have you ever been in one of those places where like it's uh, maybe one of the summers where you open a, a shed and like moths come and explode in your face? Have you ever had that happen? This is like, so he opens the garage and there's crickets everywhere, just crickets and cobwebs. And, and he walks in and like, if you can imagine like the bug smell. Have you guys ever like smelled the bug smell? If there's like bugs that have been in somewhere, like, a, like an old rotten moist shed and like it's full of crickets and, and, and whatever, like June bugs and moths. It's got this smell and he walks in and like going from like bright outside summer into dark, into dark area, like his eyes had to adjust. And as his eyes started to adjust, there's a three-car garage. He looks around and he realizes he may have like, he may have found something. Like what, like this guy said cars, but there's like there's like six or seven cars in this three-car garage. They're like, they're crammed in. Some of them are sideways. Some of them are like diagonal. Any way that a car could get crammed in there, he's like, what am I going to do with all these cars? And he starts to look, and like, these are like old cars. And he starts to realize that there could be some cars of value in here. And he's like, I, man, wait, there may be something here. He didn't, he didn't tell me what these cars would be. And so this guy gets on, the, gets on the phone and he calls an expert in like, uh, these are called like barn finds and like old cars and, and things that just like hadn't been seen in a long time. This, this, this shed had been shut since 1991 and this was like 2017, 2018, so it had been a lot of years, you guys. And um, so he calls an expert in. This expert, like even on the way there, is over the top excited. He's like... Man, he's telling me there may be some really cool stuff in this shed. I am so excited to do this. I'm so excited that I'm the one that gets to have the privilege of looking at these cars. Same thing happens. He arrives at the, at the garage, 
rundown place, same routine, lifts the door open. It's one of those old garage, you know how our garage doors, like, they might go like this. They go up and then they roll up all nice. These are the ones that just kind of swing open. Swings open, cobwebs and crickets everywhere. But the guy looks and he goes, oh my gosh. Like literally right in front of him is in pristine condition, this 1966 limited edition Ferrari. And like he's looking at it and like hard to believe what he's seeing. To see something like that and it's like all original. And then come to find out it was even in an aluminum, uh, an aluminum uh, bodied Ferrari that made it even more exclusive. And he was like, started to look it over and they're like, there weren't any scratches. It had the right engine. All the body parts matched. So it means it wasn't pieced together. The interior was in pristine condition. And he opens the door, shuts it, and it, like, it, it feels like it's a brand new car. Everything is working so great. And he, he, he goes in and he looks at the odometer. And it's got 13,000 miles on a 1966 Ferrari. And he just cannot believe, like, gets out and just overwhelmed and starts to look around. And he, he doesn't believe what he sees next. Over the top of this car, he sees a 1967 Shelby Cobra Ford, Ford Mustang. Just un, untouched. It doesn't have any of the fancy lines on it, no roll bars, no side exhaust. It is just the way that it was intended coming out of... Uh, Shelby's factory, the way that it was intended to be, beautiful, original paint, original interior, just all the parts matched again, 19,000 miles on the odometer. Picture this. Now, some of you guys, if you don't even know cars, there were like four or five other cars in the same category that, that you will not believe this. Some would argue that that Ferrari itself would sell for over $4 million dollars. And it's set in this rundown shed. Day after day, could you imagine being in that neighborhood, like driving down that road? You had no clue what you were driving by. You were like in the presence of something amazing, something like stupendous, something that's worth, worth shouting about. And in fact, when the expert came in, the expert made a YouTube video about the whole thing and put it on a television show and was proclaiming what he had found. It was like, you have got to see the value in what this is. And the crazy thing to me is to think about person after person after person that had no clue when they got up to go to work that day. They were going by something that was so stupendously unique and wonderful. They never noticed it because it was hidden from their eyes. It's like it was there the whole time. Like, could you imagine if you lived in that neighborhood and news hit and you're like, no, you're, you can't be serious. Not in that shed. That rundown house? No, there's no way. Those kind of cars would have been inside that house. That's the attitude that you would have had. But day after day going by and not having any clue what you were in the presence of. The scripture that Ransom shared tonight speaks exactly about the kingdom of God in the same manner. That the kingdom of God, you guys, we talk about this and sometimes we, we incorrectly think about the kingdom of God as something that is happening later. The kingdom of God, oh, when, when Josh Parker or Scott says kingdom of God, he's talking about heaven. I, that, that is a part of God's kingdom, but there is a portion 
of God's kingdom that is here and now and was established by Jesus Christ for us to live out here on earth. And that's what Jesus was talking about in Matthew. And something we're going to do in this series, you guys, we're going to do something a little unique. We're going to read scripture together. And uh, in doing that, what I'd like you guys to do is uh, we're going to stand up and we're going to read from the book of Matthew chapter 13. It's going to be up here on the screen. I want you guys to read it with me. So let's turn and let's read this together out loud. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again... The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. It's from the book of Matthew, chapter 13. The kingdom of heaven is just like that. Many of us, some of us, stumble upon it, you guys, and we have no idea what we found. Some of you in this room, like, you've stumbled into Element on Wednesday night or you come to church at Third City on Sunday morning, and you're not exactly sure what you're stumbling upon, but you're sitting here going, there might be something here that I need. There might be something here of value. There might be something here that my soul has been longing for. And when we talk about the kingdom of God, you guys... We're talking about how God designed the church to be love unlimited to this, this place we call earth while we're living here. I want you to think about this for a minute. How many of you guys in this room, Parker talked, or did he? If Parker didn't talk about it, your coaches will talk about it. Uh, talked about Summer Fusion or CIY. Yeah, he did. He talked about that. Talk about Thank you. <laughs> Verification. How many, of you guys, how many of you guys have gone, Summer Fusion or, or uh, CIY? Yeah. Here is what is amazing about those weeks. It has some to do with how great the worship experience is. It has some to do with how great the speakers are. It has some to do with the time that you spend with your small group leaders. Uh, those of you guys that go to CIY, it has some to do with how bad a, 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 a beatdown I put on you playing Ultimate Frisbee. It does have some to do with that. But this is what I truly believe, you guys. For a moment, whether it's four days at Summer Fusion or whether it's five days at CIY, you're getting to experience a glimpse of some of the purest form of the kingdom of God where people are a little more accepting of who you are, where people are a little more willing to listen and to pray with you and to be with you because they've created that time and space where you're spending an entire day, an entire week looking at God's face and allowing God to speak to you. You're allowing space for that to happen. And because of that, for some of you, it only lasts five days. For some of you, it's had a lasting effect for months or even years. But some of you, it only lasts five days. And you wonder why that experience is so good. And it's because of this, you guys. You're getting to experience a piece of the kingdom of God. Of how God intended, I believe, how God intended life on earth to be. You see, when it comes to complicating life and being worried about making an income, 
uh, making money, having a job, having a car, having stuff, having things. That isn't what God intended. We're the ones that complicated life in that manner. Because those weeks that you're at Summer Fusion or that you're at CIY, think about it. It's almost like you're in this weird version of paradise. And the adults are sitting here going, man, but I can't sleep on those beds. You know? But you're in this weird version of paradise where, where food is simply there. You don't even do your dishes. You take them to the room and they're done for you. And you show up at noon and there's food again. And, and you're going to spend time in community with believers talking about your faith during the day, during the afternoon, you're going to enjoy each other's company. And at night, the entire body of Christ, the entire church is going to lift their arms and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords together. And it's like we get this snapshot of what God intended, the kingdom of God. And like that's the part of like I know that some of you when you've shown up at Element you're like, I just heard this, there's this thing going on at, at this church, and I don't even know why I'm there. And sometimes you show up and you go, man, I don't even know why. Maybe I enjoy being here, but I think there's something here for me. You're like the guy that opened the garage for the first time, and you looked in, and there were all these cars. And you're like, I'm overwhelmed. I think there's something here. I think there's something here for me. And if that's you, the thing that you are looking for is a saving relationship with Christ. You're looking for a Savior God that has spoken value uh, into your life because you, you're tired of, of everybody else telling, telling you what you're worth and making you think that you're worth one thing when Jesus would look at you and go, look, child, you are priceless to me. You are worth everything to me. And that is what your soul is longing for. And that's why you're sitting there looking at it going, I think there's something of value here. Because your soul longs for it. Even if you don't understand what you see. You're like the guy, you're like the man that finds the treasure. He wasn't even looking for it. He found it in a field. And he's like, dude, this is of value. I've got to, I need this for me. And he goes and he sells everything he has. <coughs> To purchase that field because he knows that field, what is contained in there, that treasure has value. And if that is you, you've got to grab on and hold on tight to what God says your value is. Because it's ever so much than what this world around you and what your peers tell you your value is. And some of you are like the merchant that was looking for a pearl you see what it is. You see the value. Some of you in this room go, I know exactly why, uh, why, why a camp like CIY, like being at Element on Wednesday night, is a, is a peace. I get to experience a peace of God's kingdom. Because when, when we're in that room, God sees all of us as equals. He sees all of us on a level playing field. Age doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter if you're a football player, basketball player, band person. It doesn't matter if you hate sports, hate extracurricular activities. We are on a level playing field before the Almighty God, even if it's for this amount of time. And then not only that, we get to raise our hands in worship of that God. We get to move into small groups, and it's level playing field again. We get to experience a beautiful slice of the kingdom of God where we can speak our life's hurts. And we can talk about our need for Christ, our need for God. And we can talk about it in an environment where, where we're not going to be judged for it. I would pray that's what it's like in your small groups. 
And if it's not, it is your responsibility as a student to culture that type of environment in there. But if you're that student that knows that's what this is, you're like the merchant that goes, I see the value in that. And I will give everything to have that. You're the student that goes, I will never miss a a, a week at a CIY or a summer fusion. Man, I schedule my life around church on Sundays, element on Wednesdays, my opportunities to serve. You don't understand. I see the value because I understand God speaking life into me. I get it. So you're like the guy that came in afterwards that was excited and he goes, man, I know what I'm about to experience. They said there's some good stuff in here. Raises that garage door, sees that Ferrari, sees that Shelby Cobra, sees that BMW and is overwhelmed. And and like literally the the author of that article was like, my my jaw hit the floor and I was overwhelmed because of what I was in the presence of. Students, you should be overwhelmed with the idea that you are in the presence of a perfect God that is overwhelmingly in love with you, cares about you deeply, cares about you so deeply you can't even begin to understand the depth of his love, that he would give up his son on a cross, that you deserve punishment because of your selfishness, that, that, that you would re- recognize that and see that God goes, nope, I love them so much, even though they have offended me, I'm the one that's going to create a way for our relationship to be whole again. I'm going to be the one to step into that. And so you're, some of you are like that, you are like that, that, uh, that expert on the antique cars because you are so excited about it. And students, if that is you, you should be the ones proclaiming it. Like that guy that he wrote the article, produced the video, had to tell everybody, every person he ran into said, I have got to tell you about these cars I found. It's unbelievable. I didn't believe that this existed anywhere. I've never seen it before. So the way that you do that because of what's going on here is you're the one that's in charge of creating the culture of this environment on a Wednesday night of being a, a culture of love unlimited where we're going to be compassionate and loving and receiving of people. We're not going to judge. And we're going to go, you would not believe what I experience. It's a God that loves me deeply. It's peers that want to listen. It's adult coaches that care. You have got to see this. It's the most ridiculously amazing thing that I have ever seen. Some of you are in that camp. And in addition to this, Grand Island is full of the third group that is driving by and knows nothing. They're driving by, not knowing the treasure that exists. They're driving by, not knowing of a God that would care. Driving by, not knowing of a a group of of friends that would be willing to receive. But if we're going to be that kind of place, students, you are the ones that have to lead in that. You are going to be the ones, and we talk about a new year, having a clear vision for 2020. 
I know that many of you students, like even over Christmas break, you've had this thought of, this is going to be a new year. This is going to be a new me. I want to challenge you guys. Because over the next few weeks, we're going to be challenging you to, to lead, to reach, to, to lead people, uh, to lead by example, to lead by spoken word. We're going to ask you guys to be willing to follow. Allow, listen to your coaches. We're going to challenge you with that. What it looks like to follow someone. Or, or maybe it mean, what it means to have someone following you and being an encourager and being present in their life. And we're going to ask you guys to reach the city. We're going to ask you guys to reach your, your peers, the ones that aren't here tonight. And the, the easiest way, the easiest way to do that is to be able to genuinely go, you have got to come and see. Could you imagine the man that found the treasure in the field selling everything? For a moment, he looked like a fool, wouldn't he? He probably sold his house, sold all of his animals, maybe he sold all of his clothes, sold everything he had. And they're like, what are you talking about? That's a worthless piece of land. But he said, you don't understand. You have to wait and see. You have to wait and see. Wait and see. And then when he bought the land, dug up the treasure, said, look. Look at how good this is. Look at this. Look at the value. And the merchant that, that sold everything he had to buy the, the perfect pearl, the perfect gem of value, probably looked foolish. Students, I want you to understand that God is wanting this place to be that type of place a hidden treasure that you speak of, the pearl of great price that your peers need to know about and is available to them because it's not unreachable. That's what's different about this. A relationship with God, wholeness with God. It, it's not unattainable. It is right here. It's right in front of them, but they are passing by. Those of you in this room, some of you come through this building and you might as well be passing by and you're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. Understand that what is, what is of value that God has waiting for you is of greatest value. Relationship with him. Wholeness with him. Restored, restored, uh, restored relationship with the creator God. And that is the treasure that maybe you've stumbled upon. Or maybe you've known that it's here. Students, my prayer for this coming year is that this room, your small groups, would be a place where people's eyes would be open to the wonder of the great treasure, the pearl of great value that is found in Jesus Christ alone. It's found in forgiveness of sins by God. And it's discovered that way. That is my hope, that they, your peers would find that, that you would find that. That's my prayer. Father, I pray for this room tonight. Lord, uh, 
I know there's a tremendous amount of life that is just being sorted out in these guys' lives right now. I know there's hurt. I know there's joy. I know there's wins. I know there's losses. But God, none of that will matter in eternity. Father, the only thing that will matter beyond this life is that we found you. And God, I know if we hold on to that truth, it changes the way that we look at life around us. If we're able to hold on to the truth that nothing matters besides you, Lord, our priorities will change. We'll look at our self-value differently because you've set the value of our life, not anything else. Father, as we continue to worship, I pray for students in this room that need to grab on to that treasure, they will be moved to do so with their coaches tonight. Pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining Element. To find out more, go to thirdcitychristian.org backslash students.